Folks, wondering what happened on July 7th in baseball history? 40-something-year-old Satchel Paige is finally signed. A Hall of Fame speech that changes the hall, and we'll play that at the end of the podcast, and Johnny Callison tames the monster. And finally, baseball will not win any more gold medals. Folks, welcome to Baseball History Daily. Every piece of history starts with a birthday. And of the hundreds of players that were born today, a special birthday calls out to Satchel Paige, who was born, we think, July 7th, 1906 in Mobile, Alabama. Again, we think. Uh, he gets a wonderful birthday present in 1948, signing with the Cleveland Indians. Page, during a wonderful interview with Jackie Robinson, which you can listen to, uh, the link is in the show notes, on our other podcast, Vintage Baseball Reflections, credits his longevity to goat milk as the reason why he lasted so long. Today's debut, Bill Mazarowski. He debuted on July 7th, 1956. He was the 11,387th player in Major League Baseball history to debut. He went uh, one for three against the Giants. Although he is probably remembered most for his championship clinching home run against the Yankees in Game 7 of the 1960 World Series, it's still the only one in history. Um, Mazeroski gained admittance to Cooperstown primarily on the strength of his outstanding defense. Noted baseball analyst and sabermetrician Bill James has written that his defense statistics are probably the most impressive of any player at any position. Before Robin gets to today's baseball history highlights, I have a quick trivia question for you. Who was the only rookie selected to the 1948 National League All-Star team? And we'll get to that at the end of the show. And Robin, take it away. On July 7, 1948, veteran Negro League pitcher Satchel Paige is signed by the Cleveland Indians, a move that stuns the baseball world. Ridiculed by some as a Bill Veck publicity stunt, the move is seen by J.G. Taylor Spink of the Sporting News as demeaning the standards of baseball in the big circuits. The 42-year-old Page would answer the critics in his first game the next day, getting a relief decision in an 8-6 win over New York. He would finish the season at 6-1. Page is the oldest player to debut in the majors and would play in his last major league game in 1965 in a special appearance with the Kansas City Athletics. He pitched three innings that day at the age of 59. On July 7, 1964, Johnny Callison's ninth-inning three-run home run off the monster Dick Raditz caps a four-run rally and gives the National League a 7-4 win in an all-star game at Shea Stadium. This would even the series at 17. In his Baseball Hall of Fame induction speech in 1966, Ted Williams made a strong plea for inclusion of Negro League stars in the hall. After the publication of Robert Peterson's landmark book, Only the Ball Was White, in 1970, the Hall of Fame found itself under renewed pressure to find a way to honor Negro League players who would have been in the hall had they not been barred from the major leagues due to the color of their skin. On July 7, 1971, Commissioner Bowie Kuhn announces that players from the Negro Leagues elected to the Hall of Fame will be given full membership to the museum. It had previously been announced that they would be honored in a separate wing. Satchel Page was the first Negro League player inducted in 1971. 
In total, there are 35 players and executives who have been elected to the Hall of Fame from the Negro Leagues. On July 7, 2005, the sports of baseball and softball are dropped from the 2012 Olympic Games scheduled to take place in London. It is the first time in 69 years that events have been cut from the Games. There is criticism that these events are American-dominated, despite the fact that Cuba won gold in 2004 and Australia won silver. Japan and South Korea had also appeared in the silver medal game in the past. Another reason given is that the top professional players do not always appear, though Nippon Pro Baseball, the Korea Baseball Organization, and the Cuban National League had routinely sent their top stars. That was July 7th, This Day in Baseball. Thanks, Robin. I mentioned earlier we will play Ted's Hall of Fame speech at the end of the show. Um, but, you know, on that trivia, uh, I want to tell you, the, give you a couple hints. Uh, the Cleveland Indians tried to sign him when he was still in high school, uh, and he finished third in the second ever BBWA Rookie of the Year vote. And lastly, he's the only player in the Hall of Fame with a twin sister. <gasps> Today's featured radio calls on Vintage Baseball Reflections. If you like all-star games, today is your day. There's the 1936, 1937, 1942, 1959, and 1964 all-star games, all on Vintage Baseball Reflections for you to check out. Now on to that trivia question. That would be, Richie Ashburn. He was regarded by many as the finest defensive fielder this side of Trish Speaker. Richie Ashburn was a gritty competitor who threw out Dodgers' Cal Abrams at home plate in the final game of the 1950 season to help the Phillies win the pennant. He twice won batting titles and was an all-star in his final season as a member of the 62 Mets. And after his playing career, he became a popular announcer for the Phillies, uh, becoming a legend to generations of fans. So that's it for today, uh, July 7th. I want a special thanks out to Robin from Robin Says for her um, highlights of the day. And then I want to thank Horsehide Trivia uh, for the trivia. Uh, links to both are in the show notes. And now here is uh, Ted Williams' Hall of Fame speech from 1966. This is a wonderful day for me. I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really grateful and extremely happy. Ted, would you set the record straight once and for all on your feelings towards sports writers? Well, I've, I've said this a lot of times. Uh, I think a lot of times this has all been blown out of proportions. Uh, the overall picture, I mean. Um, I know, uh, I'm not very smart, but I'm smart enough to know that a great, great, great majority of them have always been with me. And at times there's been a very, very sl small ma uh, minority that have given me a little treatment now and then, uh, including my friend the left. But I would have to say, and I'm sure of this, that uh, I know that most of them have been for me. Did you feel that uh, you were under pressure as a player? Did this in any way influence 
your attitude toward criticism when you were an active player. No, I think as a matter of fact, if anything, it helped me. Because uh, some of them, at times, some of the things that I read that I didn't feel was just exactly fair, uh, irritated me to a point at times that I think spurred me on a little bit. Did you ever feel like quitting? Um, I thought about it. I thought about it. When I said it, I was serious when I said it a couple times. But then always something happened that made me feel like, uh, well, gee, I can play. Uh, this is, uh, I'd be silly to quit. And I, you know, I certainly love baseball. I, I, it's possible somebody loved it uh, as much as I did, but I don't think anybody loved it any more than I did. This is the nature of man and the name of the game, and I've always been a very lucky guy to have worn a baseball uniform, to have struck out or to hit a tape measure home run. And I hope that someday the names of Satchel Page and Josh Gibson in some way can be added as a symbol of the great Negro players that are not here only because they were not given a chance. And I know Casey Sting will feel the same way, and I'm awfully glad to be with him on his big day. I also know I'll lose a dear friend if I don't stop talking, as I know I'm eating into his time. <laughs> and uh, that is <laughs> and that is unforgivable. So in closing, I'm grateful, and I know how lucky I was to have been born in America and had a chance to play the game I love, the greatest game of them all, baseball. VintageBaseballReflections.com features a treasure chest of baseball audio. The wonderful thing is the audio isn't a guy like me or a few talking heads reflecting on players, seasons, or teams. It is the actual players from that era, announcers from that era, giving you an uncut, unfiltered, unrecent day stance on what it was like then. These are real-time clips from that era. Now, we encourage you to check out our entire back catalog of baseball audio. And if you like old-time games, and folks, and folks, you are not alone. Join the membership section to enjoy interacting with fans, scoring games with folks just like you, and listening to hundreds of radio broadcasts that were baseball classics. As a special offer to you, type in This Day in Baseball for a discount just for you. And if you enjoyed the show, hit the plus sign to subscribe, follow us on the socials, and above all, share us with your friends who love baseball history just like you.